Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports Today, presented by mid tennessee bone and joint coming to you from the lee company studio here in columbia in the front porch studio of wkom on west 7th this is a a fantastic place. We appreciate you guys listening in to WKOM and on uh, worldwide, WKOMradio.com and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Just say, Alexa, play WKOM, and it will. Apparently, I think we got the, the bugs fixed yesterday, so hopefully you guys are listening to us wherever you are, especially those of you who are interested in talking about the NCAA College World Series Division One College World Series. We talked about Division Twos yesterday with Chase Sane, Trebeka, head baseball coach. Today we visit with VandySports.com's Chris Lee on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Chris, welcome into the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. It is a fun time of the year uh, <laughs> in college baseball's tournament. I think it's going to be very interesting. A lot going on, obviously, Chris. Um, Obviously, you'll be keeping an eye on that Nashville Regional with um, Indiana State making a return trip to Nashville, taking on Georgia Tech in the opener today, followed by Vanderbilt and Presbyterian as the NCAA selection committees continue their trend of setting up storylines whenever possible, Presbyterian being where Tim Corbin began his college coaching career before um, going to Clemson and coming on to Vanderbilt. So, um couple of intriguing matchups there on well, later today, I guess. Yeah, at least it's not, uh, you know, three of the same four teams in the regional. Again, it was back-to-back a couple of years ago when it was Vanderbilt going to Clemson and getting St. John's in its first game. But uh, you do see Indiana State making a return trip after the last time here in 2019, uh, which was fairly predictable. Georgia Tech. In fact, I, I called it the night before. I said, I think they're going to get Indiana State and Georgia Tech. Just looking at geography and where people could, could go and not go, and that's exactly how it wound up. But uh, in, in any case, uh, that's the draw, and, and I'll be in ballpark tonight to take a look at it. What What are the impressions right now about Vanderbilt, Chris? I mean, they come in as what the um... – the number three national seed probably didn't have quite the SEC tournament that that folks would have liked or expected. Um, is there some fatigue there, mentally, physically, or was it just a tough run of baseball? I mean, man, it's hard to say, and I wish I knew. Um, 
you know, look, they, they didn't need to go down there and tear that tournament up. They needed to get some guys some rest. They've been as banged up as I ever remember them being banged up. You know, not just the pitching injuries where they lost a couple of key components to their bullpen, uh, not just Jack Leiter, but you've had C.J. Rodriguez, who I don't think has been 100%. You've had the issues in the middle infield where Tate Colwick missed, what was it, six weeks or whatever. Carter Young's been out a couple of weeks, so there's been some shuffling around. And you know, I said going in, just get out of the tournament and, and be healthy. And I think they did that. Um, yeah, I'm a little concerned that they didn't hit better down there. Uh, I'm a little concerned that Kumar Rocker didn't throw better. But at the end of the day, this is a team that's got the two most star- talented starting pitchers in America. Uh, nowhere is that the commodity you want to have more so than this event. I think their lineup is very good. And, and frankly, if they're all healthy heading into the regional, that makes them a little bit more dangerous. I think that they've got some other arms. I think the biggest thing coming out of last week was Christian Little threw exceptionally well, which I didn't really expect. And, that's the harbinger of what's ahead with that kid. Um, then I think if Rocker and Lighter or Rocker and Lighter, the way we've seen him pitch, then I, you know, tell me who's going to beat them. I know Arkansas is a great team, but nobody's got that kind of pitching. Now that's the optimistic scenario, and, and I don't know what's going to show up again. I wish, you know, to be more secure about what I'm saying, it would have been nice to see them hit better. It would have been nice to see Rocker throw better. Uh, but sometimes you see that. Uh, sometimes you see teams that don't play great in a conference tournament, but they catch their breath, and then they go on a run through the NCAA tournament bracket. And my suspicion is that's what's going to happen with them. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chris Lee of VandySports.com, um, Chris, you mentioned Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. They were both um, first-team All-America selections, by collegiate baseball earlier this week, uh, yesterday, I guess. Um, while outfielder Enrique Bradfield Jr. was named a second team All American, you know, obviously no shock that Rocker and Leiter were recognized and it won't be the last. But Bradfield, did you expect, I mean, did you feel like he was making the national impact? that apparently he did, at least with uh, collegiate baseball? Uh, You know, I hadn't thought about it. I I would have thought probably no, because the freshman usually isn't on people's radar. But then again, he'd been, I guess, freshman of the year in the league. Uh, I had had him on my first-team All-SEC team. He has been phenomenal in conference play. And, you know, Mo, they're on TV a lot, let's be honest. Uh, That didn't hurt his case at all. Uh, not saying that it's undeserved, because I think it probably was, but yeah, I was a little surprised because you don't usually see freshmen, uh, especially on a team that the pitching dominated, and that's where the attention comes from, get that kind of attention. But I, I think he led the country in steals, or at least did at one point. I haven't checked on that lately. And I think when, when you change the game in a tangible way, the way that Enrique Bradfield Jr. does, I think when you get the publicity that you get at Vanderbilt from the being on TV and, and being probably the preeminent program in college baseball, uh, sometimes to the victors go the spoils. And, and um, you know, not saying, again, that it's undeserved, because I think it was, but um, probably less a surprise that, that it comes for a guy at Vanderbilt than, say, someone at Kentucky. You know, he it, it feels like he's kind of bringing the stolen base back. 
Yeah, if if he's on first, he's on third. Uh, yeah, and and I, I agree with that. Uh, and and I just see how much time and energy <laughs> he takes from pitchers. I think Florida, the, the first time he got on base in Gainesville, I think they threw over the first nine times, and it got so bad that they watered the base pass down. And, and between that and the throwing over, uh, someone who was at the game down there told me that he went down in the tunnel in the fourth inning and had to change uniforms because his was so muddy just from all Florida did to try to stop him. I think that tells you a lot when a kid who is a freshman commands that much of a team's attention, not just during a game, but before it as well. I, I think that speaks for itself. And, man, he's fun to watch. And Mo, I'll tell you something else interesting yesterday. Someone asked Tim Corbin a question about leadership, and the four guys he named were Rocker, uh, Tate Colwick, Dominic Keegan, and, and then Enrique Bradfield Jr. And, and he expanded on Bradfield a little bit. And, and that's a surprise. You don't usually see a freshman come in to a situation like that. And granted, it's an unusual year because they didn't have baseball last year. And if you look at the lineup from the 2019 team, all those starters in Omaha are gone. So it's a different situation. But to see a freshman come in and lead right away to where the coach mentions it, that, that was one of those things that, had me raising my eyebrows a bit. Led the team in walks by a large margin. <laughs> 13 more than the – I'm sorry, 11 more than the next uh, guy on the team. So that's another thing, you know, and then a 99.1 fielding percentage. You can't ask for much more from somebody if you're gonna, if you're talking All-American. So uh, well done to him. I, I, speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline right now with – Chris Lee as Vanderbilt prepares to take on Presbyterian in the opening round of the College World Series tonight at 6 o'clock. That game is on SEC Network. Uh, Chris, we have about three minutes left, and as the resident softball guy, I have to bring up uh, a post that you made. I guess it was on a message board that uh, Vanderbilt has been at least exploring the idea of adding softball to to their sports uh, at the school is uh, is this something that's in the very beginning stages or is this had been on the minds of folks for a while? What's the deal here? Well, yeah, that was a, a post I made on a private message board. that was kind of a tidbit that someone screenshotted and made public. <laughs> all, all, all that, all that to say uh, that, that was just a little thing I dropped that I had I'd picked up on. Someone had, had told me, and I'd, I'd run that past a couple of other sources. They said, yeah, we heard it too. So literally what I posted is about all I know, uh, that they're looking into it. Of course, they've got Casey Stengel um, on the football staff who was with Tim Corbin's baseball staff. She was a great college softball player. I've heard that she's maybe been involved in the movement to push it. I think someone responded to that tweet and said the league has kind of been uh, encouraging them or pushing them or whatever your, your word of choice is there. Uh, towards getting sports that are that have built-in TV audiences. I, I don't know if that's the way it was said, but that's the way that I interpreted it. Uh, softball has just gotten – just it has exploded in popularity. I, I don't watch it. I don't have time to uh, just because I've got my hands full with what I cover. But it's hard not to notice how popular softball has gotten. And if I'm the league, I'm, I'm wanting that too. And frankly, a place like Vanderbilt where – Academics is a big driver, and 
you know, there aren't the pro opportunities in other sports, uh, you know, for softball that are, say, there for football and basketball. You know, I would think that you could get a higher-end academic kid. I think that the Vanderbilt degree, all things being equal, would be a little more attractive. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know where they are in the process, but you can certainly see a lot of reasons why it makes sense. Would love to see it personally. That's just me. Uh so there you go. Chris Lee, VandySports.com. Uh, we appreciate your time this morning and looking forward to your coverage of the College World Series. Thank you so much. All right. Again, Chris Lee on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline joining us here uh, as we get ready for hour number two coming up right after this. We talk with Nashville Sounds play by play voice Jeff Him as we do on each and every Friday. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company Studio. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.